0: It's time for JT the Brick. This will be your home, this show, for the headline Raider Nation news. The coach, the players, the legends, the Hall of Famers. 22 years with the Raiders. They're going to be coming to me, and we're going to get you that information. Plus, the best insiders in the NFL and in Vegas. JT the Brick. Whenever we talk Raider football, we're looking to build a base of diehard Raider fans in Vegas along with the Raider fans that are going to be listening in Oakland, Los Angeles, because that is my focus going forward. And now, here's JT the Brick. JT back with you, hour number two of the show. Hope you are doing well, and we are brought to you by Modelo, the official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. Modelo Especial is brewed with time, effort, and determination to create the model Mexican lager. Everyone knows that hard work deserves a fitting reward. A Pilsner-style lager with a crisp, clean taste. I am an hour and five minutes away from my bucket of Modelo's. Well, that's tomorrow. I'm one day ahead of myself. I drink my bucket of Modelo's every Friday after the show. I will be back to full weeks on the radio coming up here in August. I'll be gone for a couple days next week. One more road trip to see the in-laws. Yes, the in-laws and the sister-in-law and brother-in-law in in St. Augustine, Florida, home of World Golf Hall of Fame. So I'll be out there for a few days next week, uh, and then we'll be back, and it'll be Countdown to Canton with Tom Flores. Uh, Every hour, we're looking for a Tom Flores call. We've gotten a few already today. And again, like to hear from you. There should be no void when it comes to Coach. He'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame coming up here in less than a month. So we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 on the impact that Coach Flores had on you, the listener, to your life. That should be pretty easy, right? Tom Flores had a big impact. He was a receivers coach, assistant to John Madden. He won two Super Bowls as a head coach. The first wild card head coach. First Latino quarterback, first Latino head coach to win the Super Bowl. I mean, just think of that. Think of all of his accomplishments that have been fantastic. He had to wait too long, but he's not bitter about it. Everything I hear, that he's very excited. His time took too long. I'm pretty sad that Cliff Branch isn't alive to be there because Cliff Branch should have been in the Hall of Fame already. Lester Hayes should be in the Hall of Fame already. There'll be a lot of his players back there in Canton. Also, Charles Woodson will be going in on the same day, which is a big deal because of Charles's impact on the Raider Nation. So if you want to talk about both of them, but Charles is much, much younger, and we'd like to hear from you on Tom Flores because he becomes a priority for me because of his age, how long he waited, and his impact on the Raiders, 702-365-9200. There is a big Dodger story According to TMZ, the breaking news today, TMZ and TMZ Sports, in regards to Trevor Bauer, the Cy Young Award pitcher, his paid leave has been extended as the assault probe continues. A Trevor Bauer's agent just released a statement saying the 2020 Cy Young Award winner is still refuting his accuser's accusation in, quote, the strongest possible terms, quote, Mr. Bauer vehemently denies her account of their two meetings. That just came down the pipe here. Just came down the pipe. Again, administration leave is neither a disciplinary action, nor does it in any way reflect a finding in the league's investigation. Bauer will be away from pitching for at least another week. The league just announced it extended the Dodgers star paid lead for seven more days the MLB Players Association, signed off on the move earlier today, meaning Bauer is now out of the Dodgers rotation until at least July 16th. Bauer had initially been placed on paid leave last Friday in wake of the allegations. According to MLB insider Jeff Passan of ESPN, if a police investigation and or an MLB probe into the matter isn't settled by next week, the Dodgers in the league could look into putting Bauer on paid leave it leave indefinitely. It's a big deal. As previously reported, a woman who says she met Bauer on Instagram claims Bauer choked her and hit her so many times during their two meetings earlier this year that she was left with scratches, bruises, and lacerations. Bauer has denied all of this, claiming it was all part of consensual sex. Is that a black eye for the Dodgers? No, it's a black eye for Trevor Bauer until he clears his name and there's an investigation pending. And this was just a hookup for him, which doesn't make it doesn't make it it's still awful if true. But this isn't a girlfriend, this isn't someone he's known, this is someone he hooked up with on Instagram, had two sexual encounters, and Trevor Bowers, I guess his whole defense is, is that he's got a bunch of text messages from the woman who was into the the type of sex they were having and was okay with this. So he's going to say that it was consensual. Here are the text messages. Take a look at everything here. And he thinks he's going to be able to clear his name. So we'll see how this plays out. A real serious story. Also, the other breaking news today, there will be no fans at the Olympics in Tokyo as there is a state of emergency due to COVID. And the other news today, which I reported on, just got a text from Top Rank Boxing. Uh, They are going to wait and see. There is a COVID breakout in the Tyson Fury camp. So that fight coming up on July 24th could be delayed. That could be delayed, and we'll see what happens here. More on that story as we continue on. Uh, we're waiting on Kyle Turley. He's going to join us here in a few minutes, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the league, good friend of the show, a promoter of legal, medical, and recreational cannabis. We'll have that conversation coming up. Uh, let's get out to Raider 66 right here in Vegas. How are you? Hey, JT. How you doing today? Yeah, real good. Thanks.
1: Uh, I got a Tom Flores story for you of his legacy with the Raiders. Uh, everybody knows we just went through the pandemic here, people getting sick, you know, missing games and everything like that. I'd like to take the, the fans back to 1962. Uh, Tom Flores was had a bout with TB. No, not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, tuberculosis. He missed the entire season. And the Raiders obviously needed a quarterback, so Kansas City just picked up Len Dawson. They were shopping Cotton Davidson. Raiders picked him up for the number one draft pick that they were going to get next year. Raiders went 1-13 in 62 and lost out on the number one overall pick. That next year, Flores was recovering. The good thing about that is they hired Al Davis in 63. Al wanted uh, Tom to get healthy, so he sat him out the first several games. Mm-hmm. Started the last nine games of that season, I think it was, and he went eight and one on the way to a 10-4 and four season for the Raiders and uh, Coach of the Year honors for Al Davis. Oh, by the way, that number one pick that they lost on Cotton Davidson to one and one game, mm-hmm. uh, Buck Buchanan. Wouldn't yes. he have been nice in silver and black?
0: Man, you have a great history of the silver and black dating back oh. to the original run of Tom Flores and Mr. Davis.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I, I became a fan in 66. That's where my name came from. But, but once I did, I was, I was a kid. I was nine years old. I saw that logo. It was awesome. And I just went back. I just tried to immerse myself in all the history of the Raiders. And I I just like the fans here in Vegas to know Hmm. this is why they're an iconic franchise. They
0: have some amazing
1: players,
2: amazing games.
0: And I just love
1: the team. And I, I just want to tell everybody about the history as much as I can.
0: Thank you. Keep calling the show. I want to connect you with Raider Mort, man. You two guys would be great together. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd love it. Yeah, I'll do that. Take care. I appreciate it. Old school Raider 66 going back to 66. How great is that? Good stories. And really the history of Tom Flores is amazing. Amazing. And we got a nice project going on behind the scenes, which I'll tell you about in a couple of weeks on Coach Flores. That's what I want to do. That's exactly what I came up with. Let's get a Tom Flores call in couple of times a show. Appreciate everybody getting behind this concept. That's 702-365-9200. Kyle Turley, kind enough to join us. He's got an event that we're going to promote here from the Saints, Rams, in Kansas City, a first-team All-Pro in 2000, multiple Pro Bowler on the offensive line. I work with him with Gridiron Greats, and it is great to have him on again. Kyle, I hope you're enjoying the summer. Thanks for coming on. How are you, bud?
2: Yeah, I'm doing well, brother. Everything's going great. I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you again, my friend.
0: You got it. A couple of cannabis topics before we get into your event. First off, UFC, which was a big story this week because, you know, Conor McGregor is fighting this weekend in Vegas. Nevada declares marijuana, not performance enhancing, legalizes cannabis for use for MMA athletes. This has been a long time coming in this sport. Your reaction to that news?
2: A few years ago, I had the opportunity to go down to the boxing commission downtown there and uh, meet with them personally. You know, and just I think it's been that exposure. The athletes continue to come into their doors and they see us and they get to talk to us and they really understand this, you know, and how this is helping us. Once they see, you know, and get past you know, the the all the stigma and all the semantics and oh, you know, like. What, Smoking, uh, even, even though we did it in doctors' offices, and we've was told the to smoking it was really healthy for you. And we really made that bad for everybody, so we don't like that. And now we see you guys doing it, and we, we're around you, and we see your lives, and we see your families, and your businesses, and everything, and what you're doing in the communities, and how you guys are achieving so much. And... I think mm-hmm. that's just the win of it, you
0: know? All right, so Kyle, let's jump in with the Olympic sprinter that was banned from the Olympics in Tokyo. She tested positive for marijuana. That's been a really debatable topic because she knew, she knew the rules, she understood the rules, and she she's very accountable for that. Even the president commented on that, the way she handled it. But a lot of athletes from around the world are saying, give me a break, and they're not even letting her run in the relay after she'd be cleared from this and they're boxing around at the Olympics. Your opinion on this one?
2: Yeah, it's a really unfortunate situation. Um, You know, you've got a a, a high-class athlete who has been training their whole life uh, in an industry that has been, for the last 10 years, telling the world that we're going to continue to increase the allowance of THC in an athlete's body. You know, they went from 15 nanograms, which was the standard they set back in the 70s, to 35 nanograms, which the NFL then went to and all the other sports leagues. But then they decided, you know what, we want to get into this X Games thing. And uh, these guys, as they turned out, weren't weren't, uh, down to that level. So Mm -hmm. they increased the THC allowance up to over 150 nanograms. So in this case, you know, it's really interesting just knowing as much as I do about cannabis and the whole conversation around where it's been and where it's at, I'm really confused because, you know, the Olympic committee, the IOC has continued to kind of mislead athletes in this entire conversation. They've been leading the way in increasing THC allowance and athletes competing in the Olympics now for almost a decade. So, you know in this situation really unfortunate um you know for this young lady uh, yeah you know what you're getting into when you get into these sports and uh, drug testing i had to go through it you know people that use cannabis uh, have to do it all the time for their jobs um you know it's a really unfortunate situation that doesn't and that shouldn't have to be and it's it's a the biggest problem is that it's being thrown on well she should just be able to and and this and that and the other this is not the case this is this is what she should be doing. This is what every athlete should be using and putting in their body as they have an endogenous cannabinoid system, which is recognized around the world as the number one regulatory system in the human body. so uh, whether that's applied synthetically, which every pharmaceutical company is fully focused on, it's pretty much a Google search at this point to back mm-hmm. that up. go ahead right now and you know or. Allow us to use this plant that God put here, ironically enough, that communicates directly with our bodies, that fires all these receptors to help people like myself continue to live here and thrive on this
0: planet. Kyle Turley is our guest, a former all pro offensive lineman, good friend, always, always looking to help athletes, always looking to educate our listeners. So we just touched on Shikari Richardson missing out on this opportunity. She's going to try to come back. But Kyle, aren't we, I've been talking to you for a long, long time. I mean, aren't we six months, a year, two years away from cannabis being legal recreationally in the United States for everyone, let alone athletes? How far away are we from the fact that it's going to be legal for every athlete in every sport, no matter what, and there'll be no more cannabis testing?
2: Yeah, that's coming the thing the writings on the wall the trains left the station you know you just got this struggling fight by all these people out here that have been victimized by misinformation and and you know the lack of education in our medical system you know we need in this situation to use it as a call to the medical community to say why are you allowing even one nanogram of thc to be tested in a person you know positively you know, let alone the IOC standard of 152, I believe, um, you know, post X games. So th- uh-huh. this, this whole conversation must be the catalyst for where we go, and I think that now you see guys like Judge Clarence Thomas saying that basically it's free-for-all as it is right now anyways. You know, Nothing uh-huh. can apply. You go into uh, a courtroom and you know how to say the right things. This is a God-given gift planted in the ground by God himself, and the rest of the world's waking up to it. So all these semantics and you know reefer madness people are you know seeing the door and they don't like it. And, and you know it, it's going to happen though. So Cut. they should really use this as they have over the past to you know move this along and get it put to bed.
0: Kyle Turley joins us. Kyle, in August, I'll be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's a big class going in, and a lot of your friends are going in, and a lot of your contemporaries and. I look back, and the way you've tried to fight opioid abuse, just think back. It wasn't going to happen in the 50s and 60s and 70s, but imagine if cannabis was legal in the NFL and players didn't have to worry about it. All the players that you met, your contemporaries, and especially the old-timers, when you see them walking around now and they can barely walk, and they had an addiction to opioids and they cleaned themselves up, and this is just such a big issue today and still the NFL knows coming into training camp there's this window where NFL players have to clean up before they get tested and clean up is not the right word they have to clean their system if they don't want to get in trouble by the NFL going forward are you at peace with this now that your role in helping this has helped other people listen who would never listen to this topic in years past yeah it's
2: you know it's great to be a part of something that creates you know, positive change in the world. There's no doubt about that, J.D. You know, all the work we've done with the Gridiron Greats over these years, you know, I mean, and but yet the fight's still there. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still fighting this battle with retired player issues that are, are just being continued to kick down the road. Um, now, you know, to cannabis and you see this push back, you know, right now, like the Olympics really right now, you guys have been leading the way on increasing THC allowance in an athlete. Now you want to go full reefer madness on the world again. Like, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, even the the backhanded kind of deal. The NFL just did by saying, you know, we're going to support research and give a million dollar grant out here to anybody that can produce a study. The studies have been done. They Mm -hmm. had me come speak to them and I did a whole PowerPoint presentation in front of them in the, at the top of a hotel in Los Angeles in front of the medical staff, J.T., the head of neurology, the head of emergency medicine for the United States military. These people were there. These people thanked me for what I spoke to, to them about and, and told me that I was right and it's just going to take time. Well, right. guess what? We, we've now lost um, Mr. Jackson who had a wife and millions of dollars in cars and cars and, and everything else dead in a hotel. We just, five people were lost uh, in an unbelievably tragic incident that didn't have to occur by this brain disease and the manifestations of it and what it has in store for us and the denial Fell young man and his to be acknowledged that something's wrong with me. And then there's this one thing that can fix it. It's been amazing to be a part of JT. I I can't, you know, say enough about all the lives that I've helped to see grow and prosper. That's why we did this thing with this revenant company I'm putting out. Got Jim McMahon, Evan Britton, Ricky Williams. These are my brothers and we're all here because of this plant. We're out here to tell the world and we're gonna push on with our message. Your message bad things are gonna continue to happen.
0: Kyle Turley joins us. Your message is real. It's always been real. But more and more people respect you for it. Cannabis activist champions. I saw Ricky Williams the other night on CNN uh, trying to defend the Olympic athlete as uh, Shikari Richardson would not go to the Olympics. Ricky Williams sounded incredible. So educated on cannabis and the issues surrounding this. I know Jim McMahon for decades with Gridiron Greats and yourself. So you got this event coming up. In Ramona, tell us all about it with Rebnan and what you're doing, because any event that has you, Jim McMahon, Eben Britton, Ricky Williams there, it's going to get a lot of attention coming up on July 17th.
2: Yeah, we're having a great kickoff uh, launch rally event up at Ramona Cannabis Company, Ramona, California, July 17th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., um it's a medical uh dispensary so bring your recs uh you can buy as much as you want with the medical recommendation in california um and if you don't have one we'll get you one there we got the doctors online ready to go um and we're going to have cannabis talk 101 there the Pop brothers at law we're going to have a lot of food got some food trucks veteran-owned food trucks uh uh, that are coming out. We're going to support um, social equity and first responders in this entire conversation and really rally the, you know, what we've been working on for almost a decade now in championing this, uh, this, this charge out here to, to free this plant, you know, expose what we've had happen to us in our lives, this revenue experience where we've got our lives back and we're helping, we're helping people. And, um, you know, there's nothing better to be able to, you know, have something that you can work on daily that benefits you and your family financially, but helps more people than it's helping you. And uh, we're completely committed to this. And in it for the long haul, I'm going to spread this around the entire country. We'll be in Nevada soon and uh, across the entire country as this thing moves forward like you talked about with federal legalization.
0: Finally, as a first-round, seventh pick overall in the NFL draft, the first-team All-Pro, a multiple pro bowler, when you look back on your life now, we have parents listening now, kids in the car, people that want to hear this message one last time. What have you learned about cannabis and marijuana that can help athletes long term who are now still deciding between opioids and pills to ease their pain compared to what they should be doing right to save lives and obviously to be at peace with themselves, everything from depression to injuries. What is your big message, Kyle? Uh, the message
2: is that we're still here, you know. We continue to talk about this. Uh, cannabis is the answer. You know, I have plates and screws and bone-on-bone bone and surgery and all these other things that have riddled my body from playing the game of football and, You know, and all of us in this group. That's why we've come together on this. We've each and every one of us had the same experience, different positions, running backs and quarterbacks, the linemen. The game takes a toll, and the biggest one is the brain. There's a neuroprotective patent that exists that the United States government filed a long time ago and with less information than we have today. So you know, we're just uh, hoping that people will continue to listen to us and what it is we talk about. It's not about getting high. It's about getting healthy. All those opiates did was lead us down a road of that, that you know, exact thing of just getting high and being numb. And, and, you know, that whole thing that you just experience in pharmaceutical world is a lie. And we're here to expose the truth, and we've all been given our lives back to do it. So we're committed to, you know, continuing to spread this message God's given us to do.
0: Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Turley. Revenant, the event coming up. I retweeted it. It's out there for everybody. Athlete activist founded Revenant, the event coming up. Ramona Cannabis Company, July 17th. All the information is there. You can follow Kyle on Twitter and come on out there, especially for our listeners in Southern California. Good to talk to you, my friend. Look me up when you're in Vegas again.
2: Always, JT. will be there soon, brother. Go Raiders. And, uh, Uh, Can't wait for the season to start, That's going
0: to be a blast. Thanks, Kyle. Always appreciate your time. Good friend of the show, Kyle Turley. Wherever you stand on that topic, he is saving lives, having a dramatic impact. Always a pleasure to talk to Kyle Turley, as that's brought to you by Five Iron Golf. I will be at Area 15 over the weekend, getting my golf game going on the Trackman Golf Simulator. Three different angles to look at my swing, club fitting lessons. Monday to Tuesday night leagues, Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. We have one free hour on the simulator that you can go check out, that's a $65 value. Tell them JT sent you Five Iron Golf at Area 15. But I know it's always touchy to hit on the officiating, but pretty big disparity at the line. Uh, And Chris in particular, not a lot of nights when he's going to not go to the line at all. Just how did you see that aspect of last night? (laughs) You trying to bait me. I'm just, no. (laughs) No, I mean, it's a huge part of the game. They have 25 points from the free throw line. You know, we're a team that prides ourselves in defending and and, um, being able to, to be good defensively without fouling. I can't remember the last time a team got 25 free throws in a game against the Bucks, And then conversely, you know, the way Giannis attacks, the way Chris attacks, uh, as many opportunities as Chris has with the ball. Yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, it's, it's part of the sport. It's part of the game. All right, now we go out to Dario Melendez, kind enough to join us, a part of the Bucs pre- and post-game as their host on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Dario, great to talk to you. An exciting time. I know Milwaukee needs game two. What does the feel like on the ground in Milwaukee, feeling like you got to get out of Phoenix with at least one here coming up? And to be honest, I mean, everybody's pretty relaxed
3: here because the Bucks have been here before. You look at game one of the Heat series, they had to go to overtime to win that game. You look at game one of the Nets, they lose that one. You look at game one of the Hawks, they lose that one. And they go on to win all those series. So there's just something about game one that – don't jive with this Bucks team. and I think the fan base is starting to realize the seven-game series, you have four chances in those seven games to win, and if you lose a game one, it's okay. And there are a lot of things that look good for the Bucks in game one. There are a lot of things that look bad. So Coach Bud's done a really good job during this playoffs of making game-to-game adjustments. I'm excited to see what he does for game two.
0: Uh, really important that, and I thought it was glasses half full in real time when I was watching game one that not only was Giannis out there, But he played at such a high level. He did not look like he was favoring anything. He looked explosive. He could elevate that blocked shot where he ran the length of the court was incredible. So that's got to be the real optimism now that not only is Giannis back, but Giannis looks to be Giannis and and could carry the series if he gets going.
3: JC, I have no idea how he was able to do what he did. I mean, we saw his knee bending away. It's not supposed to bend. I mean, I cried when he did it. He talked about it after the post game. He thought he tore everything in his knee in that Hawks series last week. Eight days later, he's back on the court and looking like Giannis. I mean, the only thing that probably kept his minutes down was his stamina, but he's not even listed on the injury report for game two. That's how good he feels. So this, goes, this is twofold. One, give credit to the Bucks' training staff for getting him around-the-clock treatment because I guarantee they even had a trainer at his house trying to keep the swelling away, working on him day in and day out. And then you have to credit Giannis for his prehab. I mean, this is a gym ride. He is working out and trying to maintain and fine tune his body 24 7. And because of his work ethic, it's allowed him to bounce back from what appeared to be such a gruesome injury so quickly.
0: Dario Melendez joins us, part of the Bucks broadcast pre and post game, as we get you ready for game two. Dario, it seems obvious to everyone that Drew Holiday's got to play better defensively on Chris Paul. There can't be a whole bunch of switching. Can't see Brooke Lopez guarding Chris Paul. It's just a mismatch. I mean, Holiday's that good. He's got to be a shutdown. He's got to play like Scottie Pippen would play for the Bulls back in the day and go, I got this. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get the ball away from Chris Paul. I'm going to defend him early at the timeline, and I'm going to make him make decisions earlier. How do you see it?
3: Yeah, no, look, I – that was definitely the game plan for the Suns and Brooke Lopez and Coach but they've done this throughout the playoffs where they call it Lopez Island. And to his credit, throughout the first three rounds, he's done a good job of forcing tough shots. And it is extremely hard to shoot that fadeaway, whether it's mid range or a three pointer over a seven two giant like Brooke Lopez. The problem is Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker aren't just some guy. They're they're superstars. So you saw it toward the end in the, first, in the fourth quarter where Lopez wasn't on the quarters much, and you lose a little bit of rim protection, which is why Aiton went off with the 19 rebounds. But you get some more defensive help on guys like Booker and, and Chris Paul. And I think you're exactly right. Like There's a huge mismatch there, and you want to make sure that Drew Holiday, who is a phenomenal defender, is on CP3 and vice versa. You want to make sure CP3 is on Drew Holiday on the office event. Because we saw it a couple times. Holiday is a bully. I mean, J.D., yeah. he is a I, – I, I haven't seen a point guard with post-up moves like him in a very long time, and they have to figure out a way to get the switches where CP3 ends up on Drew on the offensive end because that's the mismatch you really want to exploit. Wear down him, CP3, on the defensive end, get some easy buckets, and go from there.
0: And the other thing, too, when I look at this team defensively, I mean, Giannis is a great defensive player. There's no doubt about that. And then P.J. Tucker, we saw him like an alpha going up against Durant. Even if Durant was getting 49, P.J. Tucker wasn't intimidated. He was getting in Durant's face, yelling at him, trying to do what Patrick Beverly does for the Clippers. And I'm wondering what's going to happen to Tucker here because he's another on-ball defender who could be a pain in the ass, and he's got to get going defensively in this series.
3: Yeah, and see, that's where the switching came in because Coach Bud realized what they were going to try to do pregame. That's why they put Tucker on Paul because if you got that switch, at least you'd have some size on Aiton, and then you'd try to force Paul and Booker into tough shots with Lopez on them. The problem is Booker and CP 3 made those tough shots. So maybe the adjustment is Holiday is on... Holiday just has to fight through the screens with CP 3 and then you put P.J. Tucker on uh, Booker. I mean, because P.J. Tucker, whoever he's going to guard is going to have a hell of a day. I mean, he's a great defender. Coach Bud's shown that he will play the matchup. Remember, Bobby Fortis was huge in the Hawks series. Mm-hmm. Like, huge. Probably one of the biggest reasons why they won that series. He barely touched the court in the Net series because the, mism- the matchup wasn't there. So if the matchup's not there for Lopez, unfortunately, he might be the odd man out. If it's not there for Tucker in this series, he might be the odd man out. Like, the matchup right now, you have to have Holiday on CP3, and you have to have the switching with uh, Lopez not ending up on Paul. And that's, the biggest, that's going to be the biggest adjustment that Coach Bud's going to have to make.
0: Dario Melendez hosts the Bucs pre- and post-game for Bally Sports Wisconsin. You know, I go back with Coach Budenholzer to his San Antonio days when not a lot of people knew him, and I knew a couple of coaches on that bench with Pop, and now he's a premier coach, but he gets a lot of heat. Because we're always talking about these adjustments. And, you know, he's a really good coach. But when they don't win, they don't go after the players. At least I'm just talking from a national perspective. They go after him. What is it like to cover him locally? How do the fans treat him locally in Milwaukee, (laughs) considering all the heat he gets nationally?
3: Super annoying. It's super annoying because the fans here are the same way. Uh, The problem is you have so much winning with the Packers over the last few years that you get a little entitled. Uh, we call it title town, but a lot of the media call it in town because you just get a little spoiled. Um, the the fan base and even Ashley they got a taste of success two years ago. They came up short. So Eric Bledsoe was supposed to be the scapegoat. Then it happened again last year, and they're putting it on a Bud because he doesn't want to play his starter's big minutes. I mean, Coach Bud, and I got to tell you right now, the players love this guy. They absolutely adore Coach Mike Boonholzer. So, in my mind, his job was never in question. Mm. He might not be the best in game adjustment coach, but that's why it's a series. Like game to game, he has outcoached Spolstra, he outcoached Nash, he outcoached the entire Hawks staff. And we'll see what happens in this series with Monty. But, I mean, I think Coach Bud, hands down, is one of the premier coaches in the NBA. Just look at his coaching tree. I mean, you had Kenny Atkinson, who give a lot of credit to the Brooklyn success to Atkinson. Jenkins down in Memphis, like, he has his own tree now starting to branch out. It, it's – it's whatever you hear nationally is the same thing locally because fans – that's why I always say – and this isn't meant to be an insult. I, I'm not a fan of, of any of these teams. I have a cheering interest because mm-hmm. I like the Bucks, I like the Brewers. But being a fan means you're a fanatic. Like, I'm not fanatical in that aspect because when you're fanatical, you become a little irrational. And True. I feel like a lot of these fans see – Coach Bud as this this terrible in game uh, manager of basketball where uh, you hit the nail on the head. He's one of the best managers of a basketball program that I've seen in a long time.
0: Dario Melendez, as we wrap it up from the Brewers and Bucks, uh, handling the host and reporting for those great franchises. So. It seems like Middleton's got to get going, too. I mean, Middleton can get you 27, 29. Everybody's good with that, but he can get you 40 and 44. And Giannis, walk me through game two here. What looks like a line for you that you'd be happy with? Because I've been talking about the line for Phoenix with the rebounds that we saw from Aiton, Booker 10-10 from the free throw line, and then 32 for Chris Paul. For the Bucks to win game two and even the series, give me a line, a projection of what you think we could see from Giannis and Middleton.
3: Uh, if you get 29 from Middleton and in the 30s from Giannis, you're good. But the biggest mm-hmm. line that you have to worry about is the free throw line. I mean, that free throw shooting discrepancy was embarrassing. Uh, this is a Bucks team that during the regular season was the best defensive team in the NBA without fouling. So you're telling me within one game they forgot how to play defense without fouling? And then on top of that, Middleton gets zero trips to the line. Holiday and Lopez get two all together. Giannis, until the fourth quarter, had like six trips. I mean, the, I, I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist or, or referees swallowing their whistles every now and then, but that was that was embarrassing. I mean, the fact that you had such a discrepancy at the free throw line for a team that doesn't commit fouls and really prides themselves on not doing that is shameful. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. If that, if that discrepancy evens out, it could really go in the Bucks favor for game two.
0: And last one, these are all the all these Buck fans are Packer fans with Aaron Rodgers. It's kinda nice to have <laughs> the local team playing in the NBA Finals so it's just not Aaron Rodgers golf speculation going around and around and around on every station in Milwaukee, Appleton, Green Bay and the whole state in Madison talking about Aaron Rodgers every day, right?
3: Man, I could go the rest of my life without having to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um <laughs> We all know who he is. Generational quarterback, probably the best in the game. Um, but the problem with Aaron Rodgers is that he is the smartest guy in the room and he knows it and he wants you to know that he knows it and he lets mm-hmm. you know that he knows that you know it. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, my, my big uh, hot take was because he's a minority owner of the Bucks that he would end this little holdout just so he can go to a Bucks game at home at Pfizer Forum on Sunday. Because he hasn't been to any of the games, so I'm guessing he doesn't want to be distraction. The Bucks don't want him to be distraction. It's in the best interest for everybody for him to come back. It is. Uh, he's a little bit of a grudge holder, if you haven't heard by now. Um, but at some point, it's either you retire, pay back all the money, you're not getting traded, or you suck it up, play, and let bygones be bygones. I just don't know what, I don't know what he's going to do. No one knows what he's going to do because he's, he's just very unpredictable.
0: Yeah, but you make a good point As with his piece, small piece of the team and the fact that he's been there and he's chugged a beer and he's he's part of that yeah. community. He's got to show up for Game 3 or Game 4. He's going to be and in Tahoe. That
3: place, so, if he ends all of this by Game 3 on Sunday and he shows up at Pfizer, it is the loudest you will ever hear that building. Milwaukee might set off Richter scale numbers. If he shows up, as the quarterback of the Packers for next year, it would go nuts. And that would, in my opinion, that would help propel the Bucks. I mean, with that home, that home court advantage yeah. the Bucks and the fans feeling it because Rodgers is back, that would be huge. Now, would Rodgers do that? No freaking idea, man. I have no idea what this guy's going to do.
0: Thanks, Dario. Really good talking to him. Happy we can make this work. Thanks for doing this. No, anytime, man. Look forward to having you on again. Dario Melendez. Thank you, Dario. Can you believe that Aaron Rodgers, a minority owner in the Bucks, wouldn't show up for an NBA Finals game? Are you kidding me? That was like me going off on Prince Harry. Prince Harry wasn't in the royal box with his brother, the future king of England. Prince William. How does Prince Harry not get a hall pass from Meghan Markle and say we just had our second kid? I'm taking the private jet to Wembley to watch England, England advance and get. Re- I don't get this. Is anybody allowed out other than me? Everybody needed a direction on how to get a hall pass from time to time? What the hell's going on out there?
4: But I, got, I did get a knock on the door rather than a dreaded phone call. And I was told, and it was, uh, it was, it was quite a moment, and uh, when David Baker uh, told me, and uh, and my friends were there, Mark Davis was there, and, uh, it was a thrill. I mean, it's just, it's hard to explain. It really is hard to explain when, when you've worked so hard, you've dreamt about it, and uh, and you get now you get to share it with all your friends. And,
0: There he is, Tom Flores, the knock on the door from David Baker and Mark Davis. How cool was that? JT, time for our Sam and Ash Law.com segment because you deserve what's right, my good friend. Sam joins us, best personal injury attorneys in town. And Sam, good to talk to you, my friend. As we are here in July, 115, I'm going to Garth Brooks. We got Conor McGregor in town. What a weekend in Vegas.
4: Oh, it's... It's fantastic. I it is so hot. We were at an event yesterday downtown. Uh, it, I I think it was at least 125 on the asphalt. It was it was so hot, but people still came out. Uh, yes. So you gotta love this community. Rain it's or shine a great- or heat, people come out and support each other.
0: Oh, we're all used to the heat out here, as you know. Michael Avenatti, the California
4: lawyer representing Stormy
0: Daniels. Nike takes him down. Tell me about this. Sentenced today, two and a half years in prison for trying to extort. $25 million from Nike. You don't go after Nike because Nike, Sam, has better attorneys than Michael Avenatti.
4: Yeah, this story actually is enraging because it's not just a story about Nike. It's a story about uh, this guy who... Uh, Avenatti represented, and and the, this so this guy who runs a youth basketball program goes to Avenatti. His name's Gary Franklin, senior, and he says, "Look, I've got this issue with Nike," and he gives he gives Avenatti and Avenatti's partner lawyer in this another guy gives them all this information, and Avenatti looks at it goes, "Hey, I'm I, I I'm gonna make some money on this," and and what all the client wanted was for Avenatti to go and open a line of communication with with Nike and smooth things over. And so this guy who runs a, a, a youth basketball program, has youth sports, has a name for himself, totally gets run through the mud because of this. All the private information he gave Avenatti, Avenatti turned around, you, you know, put on his Twitter account, put out in the media. And it's really an example of, of just of terrible, 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 lawyering and and um and, and just i i mean it it's i am shocked between you and me that he only got three years i'm shocked. Now will he
0: serve three years or is this some type of settlement he's so high profile he's a Th- lunatic is he going to find a way to do six months of good behavior and get out you think he'll do two and a half to three
4: there, I followed the sentencing thing. The, the mm. judge was persuaded by two arguments. One, that Avenatti already did a, a little bit of time in solitary confinement. And I think that was because of COVID. But it basically mm. kind of pissed the judge off. The judge thought, you know, this is, this, that's, a hard, that's a really hard time. So he gave him, I, like, extra credit for that, time and a half, whatever you want to call it. And then the other thing that the judge didn't like is that the, the lawyer, the other lawyer in this, um, uh, who's another L.A. lawyer, Mark Garagos, uh, who, who was in the deal and was on the phone calls, he never got indicted. He never got charged by the feds. And so the judge looked at that and goes, well, look, I mean, your you're, you're co-conspirator in this essentially didn't get anything, didn't, isn't, didn't even get charged, still has his law license, et cetera, et cetera. So the judge took that into consideration. But Avenatti, I think, could have faced as high as 30 years. I mean, it was, he, could have, he could have been in jail for essentially wow. the rest of his life
0: samandashlaw.com because you deserve what's right it's jt's lawyer sam right here this is the guy uh, give him a call they will take care of you when you're in a pinch you need great legal representation 702-820-1234 samandashlaw.com 702-820-1234 personal injury from fireworks we hear about car accidents and fourth of july pretty crazy out here in vegas on the road but Stories about accidents with fireworks. I tell my kids, sit this one out. Don't be a part of this holiday. Don't be with your friends somewhere hiding behind in the woods or in the desert blowing off fireworks. You can lose your fingers, your hands, your eyes. Chaos, even though we love to look in the air, Sam, and see the beauty of fireworks. What about some personal injury?
4: Fireworks should be left to the professionals. And the, the tragedy over the weekend, I, I think, was Ugh. the story about the NHL player, 24 years old you know he he emigrates to this country comes you know he's he's playing he's playing in you know in the nhl this is just an inexplicable loss and all it took was some goofball you know we're going to learn more about this but basically the the firework misfired and it instead of going up it went sideways yes and and hit him in the chest and killed him and and to me this could you know, we all we all go into every circumstance thinking everything's going to go well. And it's, it's good, you know, we we are, we tend to be, you know, positive and risk adverse most of us. But you you know, and kids especially, but you've when it comes to fireworks, it can be deadly, you can burn your neighbor's house down, you can burn your own house down. And and, you know, people lose fingers. So leave it the, the big professionally done fireworks shows those. Let's enjoy those next year. And let's not, you know, set off mortars in our backyards with people around.
0: It's not a personal injury story, but it's a big sports story, per se. This Trevor Bauer, the Dodger pitcher here, accused of sexual assault where yeah. a woman hooked up with him only two times. only takes one time for an ugly incident to happen. He has text messages. So they had rough sex. She wanted it. He wanted it, obviously. They're putting this together. One defense team for the pitcher. Obviously, the attorney's representing the uh, woman here. I don't know how this plays out, Sam, but give us your opinion on it, because it seems like Trevor Bauer's saying in his representations that she wanted it, she pursued him, and he's got text messages saying she was okay with all this. How do you expect this to play out?
4: So the big if is, are these text messages legit? If they are... Uh, I think there's it's going to be very tough for a prosecutor to file charges uh, knowing that these exist. It really undermines the prosecution's case Uh the, the now does is there still a civil cl- cl- uh, claim that can be brought? Yeah, there's a lower standard in a, in a civil case, but I've read the text messages. I'm sure mm. you have, too. And I don't know what you think. I I I, list, I read them and I thought, you know, this is persuasive of 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 a of a relationship that participated in that type of activity where yeah. injuries might result and so now you're getting into and i'm just this is putting on my lawyer hat you now you're, you're getting into consent and you you know the definition of a battery and assault is you know harmful or offensive touching without privilege or consent and consent is a critical element so if if you know bauer can, can make a case for the fact that she consented to this and kind of gave him, gave him the green light. And I, I mean, she was pretty explicit in some of these yeah, texts and what she wanted. I, I think this is, you know, this is, I, I, it, it's not, I, I think everyone needs to keep an open mind on this for Trevor. Fair Bauer.
0: enough. Sam and Tell everybody where they can call you. You actually return phone calls 24 seven. You and Ashley.
4: We do. We do. We do. 702-820-1234. As easy as that. 702-820-1234. Uh, and always visit the website, samandashlaw.com. And we are, we work all the time, and we talk to clients, and we love what we do.
0: Yeah, and I know, and I go to the website, but I, I look at the billboards. I come out of the airport, the billboard's <laughs> right there. I go to the Raiders Stadium, the billboard. <laughs> and it's amazing when they took those billboard photos. When I drive by you, your eyes stay on me like a half a mile on the 215 it's yes, like the Mona dri- Lisa
4: of billboards
0: <laughs> yes when I'm driving on the 215 <laughs> up to Summerlin I pass you and then I look behind me and you're staring right at me so it's yeah, a good 200 thing, 200 years from now has.
4: the is gonna have one of our billboards in it it's gonna be like have a great work weekend a my friend
0: <laughs> talk to you soon you. take care JT you appreciate you got it him. buddy there he is Sam of Sam and Ash Law.com, because you deserve what's right. He's my personal injury attorney. You don't know when you're going to need one. That's why you put him in your phone, 702-820-1234. Big weekend coming up, Conor McGregor. I'll be at Garth Brooks on Saturday night. I'm excited about that. I'll be over at the M Resort. I'm going to head over to the Raiders Tavern after I go to dinner with my wife tomorrow night at Anthony's. Excited about that as we are around town. Sunscreen. In the water or air conditioner. Be careful, everybody. We have a, another weekend of extreme heat. And as I always tell you, through my friend MJ Maynard, who might be listening to the show. What a beautiful person she is. Protect your pets. Protect your pets. Do not walk your dog this time of day. Get up earlier in the morning. Walk your dog. Give them quality time with your pets. Get them indoors and don't forget them. Don't go on a, a errand and leave them outside. This is Vegas. It's insane out there with the heat. I'm on every night, Sunday to Thursday night, five nights a week on Sirius XM eighty two, seven to ten. It's like three bucks a month. For less than a latte, you can hear our show and everything we do at night and Howard Stern and all the comedy and all the news. Sirius XM eighty two. Thanks to Bobby for another great week. Thanks to all of our guests. And remember, it's all about Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. But Coach Flores has been waiting a lot longer. Let's pay tribute to him all month long in July so we can celebrate with him in August. Have a great weekend, everybody, and thanks for listening to the show.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.